We're back for another episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. My name is Ryan Janke, and I've got Corey Litton right here beside me. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, not so bad. Good. We had another good week of racing action. That's that's right. Uh, you know, we, we really sweat out a good weekend of, uh, of racing around this area. <laughs> <laughs> and then fall hit. That's true. So, well, let's, why don't we start off with NASCAR, uh, Sunday, September 3rd, the Southern 500 in Darlington, uh, at Darlington Raceway. Um, here's the final lap from NASCAR.com. White flag here. One more good one. Still clear by eight. One lap to go. Presented by Credit One Bank. The gap. Still about five car lengths separating Tyler Reddick and Kyle Larson. Larson down the back stretch for the final time. He has won some big races before. He's won a championship. He's looking to win his way into the next round of the playoffs, and he's looking to win the Southern 500. Kyle Larson, he's going to do it. Southern 500, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, guys. Great job today. Great great guys. Great job. Thank you, guys. All right, there it was. Kyle Larson won again. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's one of your favorite guys. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know about all that. Uh, Kyle Larson, he, he uh, fired the first shot of the playoffs by winning the first race of the NASCAR playoffs and also knocking off a crown jewel for his career. Now he pretty much only needs to win at uh, Daytona pretty much to uh, kind of cement his legacy as, as you know, winning all of the big ones. Yep. Um, well, at that end, his Indy 500 that's coming up here next year, too. That's true. He's doing double duty next year. That's right. That'll be fun. Uh, the 2023 Knoxville Nationals champion was able to survive an issue with his transmission where it hung up in neutral for a moment, and that kind of put him up into the wall. That also, and uh, some steady pressure from Tyler Reddick uh, to lead the last 55 laps of NASCAR's, one of NASCAR's most prestigious events. And it was also the third win of his year for Larson, uh, the 22nd of his career, and Hendrick Motorsports' 299th career win. Just past the halfway point, it got a little bit weird, though. Okay. Um, the race was halted for a power failure, causing some of the lights in turns number three and four to go out. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I texted you, going, what's going on here? Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, I said, oh, it, was, it was going fine where I was at, but I was in I was in Alexandria. I wasn't even watching the race yet. You know, I, where I was watching it, there was no sound, and I'm like, what's going on? Because because uh, you know, I there was there was no sound. I was talking to other people, and all of a sudden, they're all stopping, and there was lights where they were stopping. Right, there's tra- lights on the outside. Yeah, but it was the, the lights from the inside of the track that actually shined up and showed you where the edge of the wall was. Right. Yeah, so then I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's going on here. Corey, yeah. help me out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. One of the funny things that I saw on Twitter or whatever it's called now, X, um, yeah, yeah. Degeneration X, whatever they call it. Um, <laughs> they had fa- they sh- had pictures of fans that were standing next to the inside of the track, holding their phones up with their flashlights oh, sure. on to see if that would help. And yeah, that would that really competes <laughs> with those must go lights that they have out there on the infield. <laughs> Yeah, racing resumed about a half hour later. It wasn't that long of a delay, and uh, that was about the time that I got a real that I, I figured out you were texting me. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting with the scorers over in um in, in the scoring uh, ladies over at the Viking Speedway when that was going on. I was making sure uh, because there has been allegations in the past because you know there's, people sometimes don't have the the greatest luck. 
mm-hmm. when it comes to redraws and everything for feature races. Yeah. So I was in there as a second set of eyes, an oh, extra set of eyes. Oh, sure. To make sure the scoring ladies were on the up and up. And yeah, yeah. they were. They yeah. were absolutely, they're absolutely uh, legit. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah. Got to keep everybody in check. Yes. Uh, so uh, right after that, uh, Denny Hamlin, of course, he won uh, both the first and second stages of the race, leading 177 laps in the process. He was probably one of the most dominant cars out there, but the lady in black likes to bite. Mm-hmm. Uh, a possible loose wheel derailed his momentum and eventually was involved in a wreck that caused him to finish in the 25th spot. Uh, in his final Darlington start, Kevin Harvick, who took the lead after Denny Hamlin's issues, he was bit by the bad luck bug when the, the uh, caution came out just before he could get to pit road after already committing to the pits. Um, so Harvick ended up finishing in the 19th spot on that one. Um, in one of the moments that got probably most of the clicks, um, tempers flared with 49 to go when Alex Bowman aggressively blocked Daniel Suarez, causing the pair to hit the uh, turn one wall and collecting Harrison Burton as well. That was a, that was an interesting, interesting one. Uh, Suarez got a huge run down the front straight away and Bowman went to block him. So drove him down to the inside. Yep. And then uh, Suarez tried to move up and uh, go around the outside. And that's where Bowman just took them both into the wall. Like he was Daniel Suarez's teammate or something <laughs> who's known for that kind of behavior. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. That collected uh, Harrison Burton. But again, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the man himself, Kyle Larson got the win out of that deal afterwards. He did. This is how the stage the stages broke down. Stage one, Denny Hamlin was first. He scored uh, ten points. Tyler Reddick in second, nine points. Uh, third, Kyle Larson, eight points. Har- Harvick was fourth. Kevin Harvick fourth, seven points. Ryan Blaney, your guy, he uh, finished fifth in that stage to score six. Brad Keselowski was sixth to score five. Chase Elliott was seventh to score four. Uh, eighth was Christopher Bell scoring three. Chris Busher was ninth, scoring two, and then Eric Almarola tenth, scoring one point for stage one. Yeah, um, yeah. Going back to Ryan Blaney, there, uh, he 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 was pretty quiet. I don't think they actually said his name out loud throughout the whole broadcast, <laughs> at least from what I heard from watching it out there. But yeah. yes, uh, stage two breakdown went like this: it was Denny Hamlin uh, getting ten points, uh, winning stage number two. Then it was Kyle Larson getting nine points in second. Eric Jones finished third, getting eight. In fourth, it was Tyler Reddick getting seven points. Then in uh, fifth, it was William Byron getting six points. In sixth, Kyle Busch getting five points. In seventh, there's that Ryan Blaney guy again getting yep. four points. In eighth, it was Austin Dillon getting three points. In ninth, it was Brad Keselowski getting uh, two points. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. finished tenth getting one point. Yep, and then coming to the finish line, as we know, Kyle Larson first, Tyler Reddick second, Chris Buescher third, fourth was William Byron, Ross Chastain fifth. Now, it was interesting because every time there was a round of pits, he found his way closer to the front, and he was always just holding his own. It It was interesting. Like, he didn't move back too much, he didn't move forward too much. They had a round of pits, and there he was. How did he get here? Yeah, <laughs> was he never even showed up in the top ten in any of the stages. If I, know. I remember correctly. No, and yeah, he. <laughs> no, he was back in the twenties at the end of stage one, and then all of a sudden he was, you know, like to somewhere top fifteen, I think, it, during stage two, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he's top five. I think you might have heard what uh, Jeff Burton was saying about him during the broadcast. Um, you didn't have the sound on, I didn't. so you didn't hear this, and I'm surprised you would have. You would have been texting me immediately, going, "Why are they dogging on my guy here?" Um, they pretty much uh, brought it back to that last incident that Ross Chastain had where he kind of 
I think he ran Kyle Larson up into the wall. Okay. Um, uh, and they said that kind of, or no, it was when Rick Hendrick had made mention in the uh, post-race uh, thing, and Rick Hendrick hardly doesn't talk negative about anybody else uh, so much anymore. But he he made a made a comment, and they Jeff Burton literally said Ross Chastain basically said Ross Chastain's been a chicken ever since then. He what? hasn't been getting into any of the issues, hasn't been getting any of the uh, the problems, and you haven't heard from him at all. All of a sudden, he gets a top five. Yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> finishes fifth. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it, he must he, have heard him. Well, if he didn't, if he didn't during the race, uh, he likely did by now. Wait, yeah, Jeff Burton said he's been a different driver ever since that moment, uh, and and he well. basically said he's not aggressive anymore. He doesn't push the issue. Well. He doesn't get into anybody, and he all, all of a sudden went from I don't care. Uh, to uh, I guess I really care. <laughs> and, well, uh, and then be careful. What, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where was I at here? Uh, Brad Keselowski finished sixth. Bubba Wallace seventh. Chase Elliott eighth. Ryan Blaney, your guy, ninth. And Eric Jones rounded out the top ten at the finish line. And in the playoff points right now, William Byron is the point leader with two uh, two thousand seventy five points. Kyle Larson sitting in second. He is one point out, but he's locked into round number two. So he basically can kind of skate for a little while and get ready for the the next round, pretty much, so to say, yep. or or just go out there and dominate, yeah, like a racer would. Um, then uh, in third, it's Tyler Reddick, who is 15 points back. By the way, I I think he made a lot of no- noise in this race because he was always towards the front, and uh, I think one more issue with somebody in front of him, he would have won that one. That would have had to have been Kyle Larson, though. But right, um, fourth is Chris Busher, 18 points back. Denny Hamlin in fifth. He is 18 points back as well. Chris Buescher has a tiebreaker between the two. Uh, what that is, I don't know. I think if they had to do some leg wrestling or something. <laughs> um, Martin Truex Jr. is sitting in sixth. He is 20 points back. Then it's uh, seventh of Kyle Busch, 25 back. Eighth, Brad Keselowski, 27 points back. Ninth, Ryan Blaney, 29 points back. And uh, way ahead of Ross Chastain <laughs> in 10th, <laughs> 32 points back. Uh, Joey Logano sitting in 11th, 42 points back. Then... Uh, this is a uh, the last one in the uh, top twelve, right? As of now, that that'll be Chris, Christopher Bell, who is uh, forty four points back. Then these are the cars that are below the cut line as of now. Uh, Bubba Wallace in thirteenth, he's forty five points back. Kevin Harvick in fourteenth, uh, forty six points back. Fifteenth, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. forty eight points, forty eight points back. And Michael McDowell needs a miracle. Yeah, he's sixty three points back in the sixteenth spot. Right. Well, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. Bubba Wallace, Kevin Harvick, and Ricky Stenhouse—they're only four points out of twelfth. So every every stage counts. Every every lap counts. Pretty much. Yeah. Going forward, and uh, the uh, how many is it? Three races left until the uh, next cut. Yes, I believe so. Okay. All right. We're going with that. Okay, sure. That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ratings for this week. USA drew a 1.2 rating with 2.287 million viewers. I was one of them. Uh, ESPN drew 1.047 viewers for the Italian Grand Prix. And NBC pulled 953,000 viewers for the IndyCar race at Portland. And that was interesting to me. I was kind of mad because you, re- you realize, you know, ESPN and NBC are getting the uh, open wheel cars. Yep. On the same day, NASCAR is going to be running a night race. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what was on NBC at the same time that the uh, the NASCAR race was on. 
I don't know. To me, you know, with one of these things, you'd kind of want to have, you know, one of your higher, you know, more prestigious races, especially with playoff playoff implications and everything like that. I I would want it on, you know, network TV. Yeah. Yep. Where the more yep. most people can see it, but you know, they still you know, had twice as many people, more than twice as many people as ESPN for the Italian Grand Prix and uh, and way more than two, twice as many viewers for the IndyCar race, which was on network TV. Yeah, that is a bummer that they, they do it that way. Not everybody has USA, obviously. I've got it, but uh, so I was able to watch. But, you know, there was a time way back when, uh, when, uh, well, way back when, I guess, there was not a lot of coverage, but, um, you know... <laughs> These kind of things were on the 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 NBCs and the and the uh, Foxes and things like that. And now USA, my well, she she she's not listening, so I can say this. My mother in law didn't even know where to find USA on her channel list. We had to go through and be like, okay, here it is. Now we now we know where the race is at later today. Used to be Channel Seventeen back in the early days of cable in Castleton, North Dakota. Okay, sure. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. It, it, what, I could watch Cartoon Express. <laughs> yeah, for me, <laughs> for me, I guess uh, the uh, the IndyCar race at Portland could have been on USA, and and uh, the NASCAR race over on NBC. But like I said, I was able to watch. So, and you got to wonder a little bit. So I know the USA rating was down. They had it on USA last year. Also, it was mm-hmm. down by about two hundred thousand people. Okay. Maybe 150,000 viewers, I think, is what it was down from last year. And USA does have the Peacock app. Uh-huh. They are, I mean, NASCAR is on there. So okay. you got to wonder how many people are watching on that. Or YouTube TV is kind of a different thing, too. Kind of draws ratings differently. Okay. Um, so it, it's it's interesting to find out what the actual ratings breakdown is now that streaming has become a whole thing. On, right. On well, like YouTube TV, that's what I... that's. That's not what I watched on this weekend, but I have YouTube TV at home, so I didn't realize that affected the ratings like that. It, it possible. I mean, it has to. It's, it's something. It's it's different. So yeah. It has to do something, right? So uh, next up, Kansas Speedway, Sunday, September the tenth, two p.m. again on USA. Yeah, right after uh, Monday Night Raw. No, just uh, the day before Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, is that still on that station? I haven't watched it. In, I don't know. In many years. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Uh, World of Outlaws were uh, running circles this weekend as well. That's right. They had to haul tail out to the West Coast right after they were done out of the Red River Valley Speedway a week ago Saturday. That's right. That was uh, that's a heck of a drive for them. And this is getting into a time of year where um, th- this is an important swing for them because this can make or break your year. If you have a bad stretch during this run, they have a lot of races over a short period of time uh, out there. And if you're tired going into this if you're exhausted and anything like that and it carries over to those races when it starts it's going to continue to stay with you to the end of the year it's uh, not a fun drive out there but uh, this is pretty much where champions are made uh, and you'll see when we get to the points um, so we started off uh, it was uh, Thursday August 31st through Saturday September 2nd at the Skagit National Skagit Speedway in Burlington Washington the Thursday edition had Sheldon Honshield who wheeled up from 16th to get the win over Brad Sweet and Gio Selzy on night number one of the Skagit Nationals. It's the deepest start in the field for a World of Outlaws winner since 2017. I believe it was Logan Schuhart that got that. Wow. Uh, and he was 19th. Uh, it was the 34th win of his career and also on his 30th birthday. If you remember earlier this year, he had another race where he came from deep in the field and threw him over his shoulder, like we like to say, <laughs> yeah. and 
made a made a bold move for the win out there, and that was on his dad's birthday. So, oh, if you're important to him, tell him when your birthday is. He'll get you a win. Uh, Donnie Shots. He ended up finishing in the sixth spot in that one. Uh, the, then on Friday, the, sem- the series semi regular Rico Abreu bested sh- bested Hodden Shield and Corey Day in the next day, leading all thirty laps for his fifth win of the year, his fourteenth career win. You know, if he would have been running this whole series, he'd be right up there in the yeah. mix. Because um, I can imagine he'd probably have at least a couple more wins the way Rico's been racing this year. But uh, uh, that was his 14th win of his career. Shots fought with Corey Day for most of the main event, settling for a fourth-place finish. Saturday on Big Money Day, it was no surprise that four-time and defending champion Brad Sweet would be the big man at the pay window over Corey Day and James McFadden. It was Sweet's seventh win of the season. So, yeah, he only has two more wins than Rico Abreu, who's not even in the points because he's not racing the whole season. <laughs> Uh, this earned this earned Brad Sweet twenty six thousand dollars and beat his eighty sixth career win, putting him in a tie with uh, two drivers. I forget one of them off the top of my. He doesn't race anymore, so it, it, I mean he's going to move ahead of him. Oh, it was Darren Pittman, and also uh, David Gravel, who is currently you know towards the top of the points. Uh, Donnie Schatz finished in the ninth position. And then we move on to Monday, September fourth, where it was Grays Harbor Raceway in Alma, Washington. Logan Schuhart rebounded after the disappointing three days at the Skagit Nationals to return to victory lane at Grays Harbor Raceway. Of course, you remember, he swept North Dakota this last uh, last run yep. out here. Uh, he beat uh, Rico Abreu and Donnie Schatz. It was the sixth win of the year for Schuhart and 41st win of his career. Going into the points after that swing, Brad Sweet is the point leader, 7,506 points. In second, David Gravel, 82 points. That's a guy we haven't mentioned in much of this last swing. Remember what I was telling you about the points? Yep. This is big. This is a big swing for them. And uh, Gravel is way behind with 82 points in the second spot. Carson Macedo sitting third, 106 points back. Logan Schuhart fourth, 322 points back. Gio Selzy is in fifth, 356 points back. And in sixth is Donnie Schatz, who is 356 points back as well. All right. Next up, Thursday, September the 7th, and through Saturday, September the 9th, the Gold Cup Race of Champions Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, California. That's one of my favorite tracks from the original Outlaws game for PlayStation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Except if you went off of the back straight away too hard, you hit that wall that had an angle, and you got launched. Yep. Yeah, so there's still uh, there's still plenty of racing there as well. Uh, local news, what do we have going on? Well, on Friday, September 1st, we uh, ended the season at the Red River Valley Speedway. It was a season championship out there. Night started out with an appearance from Minco- the Minkota Lightning Sprints, and it was ARCA Racing's Bryce Haugeberg getting the first win of the year over Kate Taves and Brad Bierke. Up next were the Sport Mods, where point leader Rich Pavlicek drew the pole, and he picked up the win over John Sandvig and Riley Saylor. The win also secured his third Sport Mod Championship of the year, sweeping Red River Valley Speedway, Norman County Raceway, and Buffalo River Speedway. In the Legends, it was Sean Johnson who would need to make up 11 points on Evan Henriksen to win the title. And Johnson would take the race over Noah Madler, but Henriksen finished in the third spot, earning his second points title of the year and only his second season of racing. Uh, the Blackjack Express, Tim Church, picked up the win in the Hobby Stocks over Tim Otterness and Brody Eckert, but it was Eckert who dominated this year for his second straight track championship in the Hobby Stocks. Then it was Dave Shipley who took a two-point lead over Jordan Sowers into the final night of the season, and Shipley, Shipley delivered with a feature win over Josh Anderson and a hard-charging Jeremy Keller for his second straight champ, track championship. In the stock cars, it was a little muddy to try to figure out who was going to win this one. There was uh, 
It was a one. Or Calvin Kesselberg had a one. Or excuse me, Andrew Jokum had a one point lead over Calvin Kesselberg and a two point lead over Rob Van Mill. Andrew Jokum, by the way, finished every feature race of the season, and that was going to be the determining factor in this one here because uh, Rob Van Mill, who has won, who only lost twice since uh, July, he got the he got the feature race win predictably. Um, but but uh, Andrew Jokum finished in the second spot. Van Mill, by the way, passed eleven cars to take that race. Wow. So he 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 did everything he needed to do. Yeah. But yeah, again, Jokum <laughs> finished in the second spot to win the title by one point. Man, close. And Every race counts. All the way down to the end. Yep. Man, that's <laughs> that's fun. That is fun. A season long to come down to one point at the end. Two points between three cars. Yeah. I mean, and you know, Calvin didn't do too bad in his feature race. He just wasn't quite up there with everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. I think he only still finished three points back. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was it was incredible. All right, Saturday, September second, Viking Speedway Double Header Day, uh, Alexandria, Minnesota. Uh, it was the Midwest Modified starting out the night, and it was a little rough out there. Uh, Travis Engelbretson survived five cautions, including three with three laps to go to win over Taylor Bitson and Ron Sauer. In the in the street stocks, Nick Trainer and Colton Brower traded the lead several times throughout the race, with Brower getting the win over Trainer and Justin Vogel. Uh, Matthew Dittman took the lead from Kevin Wall with three to go to win over Wall and Jeff Rahner in the short trackers. Then it was Ryan Kostriba who led every lap of the Super Stock feature, winning by nearly four seconds over Brandon Duhlman and Trevor Sauer. Rounding out the night was Brady Gertis, who uh, won the modified main event over Jason Tennis and Danny Byer. All right, Sunday, September the 3rd, Viking Speedway, Labor Day, doubleheader day number two. This one was a this one was a pretty fun night of racing. There was a lot of stuff that came down to the very end on this one. So uh, Travis Ingerbretson he looked to repeat in the Midwest Modifieds, but in the last lap, Mark Froelich stole the win for Ingerbretson at the line by only seventy three thousandths of a second. This is on a half mile racetrack. Fifteen laps came down to seventy three thousandths of a second at the line. Uh, Taylor Bitson he rounded out the top three out of that bunch. Uh, Justin Vogel he imp- improved on the previous night's third place finish with the street stock win over Colton Brower and Andrew Hansen. The win also propel- propelled Vogel into the national point lead. It only took Matthew Dittman three laps to take the lead on the way to his eventual win in the short trackers over Kevin Wall and Toothpick Cole Campson. That's his actual nickname. The Toothpick. Yeah, I remember toothpick. you. Yeah, you, he's yeah. a skinny fella. I can see why they call him that. Uh, in the Super Stocks, Carter Rents took the lead on the start and looked to have the win, but Ryan Kastriba, who led every lap the night before, stole it at the line by nine hundredths of a second hmm. <laughs> over, stole it. over Carter Rents, right at the line. Uh, Brandon Dillman ended up finishing in the third spot. Then it was a wild modified main event to cap the season off. Uh, Brett Hoyam took the lead on the first lap, but Justin Fremming was able to take it on lap four out of 20 laps. Uh, Hoyam, he was able to take it back on the next lap just before the caution would come out with 13 to go. Brady Gertis was making his way through the field and found himself into the second spot with just four laps remaining, and a caution would come out with two laps to go, sending up a green-white checkered finish. Gertis would attempt two sliders at the lead in turns one and two, but the caution came out both times he did it. Hoyam was able to get by both times, too, just before that, so it was going to be a wild end. Uh, on the third restart, though, Gertis threw one that stuck like he was Greg Maddox and was able to hold on for the win and the weekend sweep. All right. So what's happening next? Let's just go right down the line. Thursday, September the 7th. That is today as we record this. River City Speedway, prelude to the Johnny NLRA Championship at River City Speedway in Grand Forks. That's got a 7 o'clock start time. 
And then uh, Friday, September 8th, it'll be the John Seitz Memorial Night number one at River City Speedway. Another 7 o'clock start time, I believe. Ridgewater College Night at KRA Speedway in Wilmer, Minnesota at 7. And, of course, this one has to be close to your heart right here. <laughs> Sauerkraut is. 500, Tri-County Speedway, starts tomorrow night at uh, in Wishick at yeah. 6 o'clock. I can't be there, but I may crack open a can and just uh, <laughs> eat eat a bunch. Eat it by the spoonful. I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's that's going to be a broadcast race or not. I know uh, like Beck Sports or uh, oh. the Beck Sports Network comes out there and does some of them. Okay, uh, but I don't know if they're going to broadcast it live or not. Be a good one to broadcast for sure. That's got a six o'clock start time. Saturday, September the 9th, the Corn Cob Nationals at Buffalo River Speedway. The green flag flies at 5. John Seitz Memorial Night number 2, River City Speedway, 7 o'clock start time. And then the Sauerkraut 500, Tri-County Speedway in Wishick, 5 o'clock start time again. you got to get out there and get there early and get your tonner early because I know they're not going to have enough to make it through the night, so you got to do it right away. Right. And it's the best burger in all of sports. Um, <laughs> then Sunday, September 10th, we have the Corn Cob Nationals at Buffalo River Speedway, one of the most prestigious events in all of racing. That's a four o'clock start time, and they have a ton of different classes out there. So get there early; it'll be definitely worth it. And free corn on the cob, by the way, uh, while it lasts. Oh, wow! Uh, Forks Carding Speedway in Grand Forks—they have their appreciation night. That'll be a seven o'clock start. Uh, Wasota Invitational will be at the Bemidji Speedway at five o'clock. Uh, Madison Speedway Fair Races, the Ludafus Capital of the World. Uh, that'll be uh, the uh, 6 o'clock start time in Madison, Minnesota. Oh. And then, of course, coming up, Wednesday, September 13th through Saturday, September 16th. It's one of the biggest events around here. It is the Wasota 100 at the I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. I will be attending every night of that one. Sweet. All right. There you have it. Uh, that's another that's busy. We're into September now, but we've still got lots of racing happening yet. I, I'm still on pace to get over 100 races this year. Man, <laughs> that is. I wonder who goes, who does their sport more. If you go to more races, or if Too Tall Tom Shemansky does more rounds of golf. I would bet on him. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> I would bet on Tom Shemansky doing a lot more rounds of golf than I do because he at least has to. I mean, he at least keeps up to the same pace as me, mm-hmm. and he gets to take more time on vacation to go out and golf. Oh, sure, and he gets to go down south a lot more to golf. Well, he does, but he doesn't. He doesn't go. Uh, the the let's put it this way: the golfing season, I believe, is shorter. Than the racing season. Ah, eh, maybe they're the same. You can't race with snow on the ground. You you won't golf with. Ah, that's right. We got ice <laughs> ice racing coming up this yeah, winter. Yeah, we got ice racing coming so up. So I'd say that you probably have it. And I have uh, I have I have an announcement coming up on the oh, on the ice racing. Oh boy! All right. We're, I'm going to tease that one for later though. Perfect. Well, that sounds good. That's a good way to end this episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. Again, you can find this anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. You can go to Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. And don't forget the KFGO app. You can find it there or at kfgo.com. And again, Corey Litton every Friday morning for the time being, 640 with the KFGO morning crew with Doug, Dan, Dan and... <laughs> Robbie Daniels. That's right. I'm I'm pretty pumped on that one. You know, Robbie Daniels is a big racing fan. Um, really? I, now that I did not know. I've I've run into her a lot out at the I-94 Speedway in uh, Fergus Falls. I've also sat sat with her out at the uh, Madison Speedway a couple times. Her and Rick and really, and, and, yeah, yeah, they're 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 big race fans. Ah, that'll that'll add some spice to the uh, Friday mornings. Then that's, that's right. 
All right. I'm fine with it. So, all right. Well, be, so be sure to check that out. Um, again, thanks for joining us for Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. For Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. We'll see you next time.